Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome to the Smirconish podcast for independent minds. Today is a great day to be a subscriber, a paid subscriber as I am. To the wide world of news, Mark Halpern's daily newsletter, the banner headline, The Trump Illusion. So, Mark Halpern, there are lots of things you wanted to make clear you are not here to say and a couple of things you are here to say. First of all, what was your approach? Why why did you want to structure it that way? Well, because often when I write about Donald Trump in the newsletter, um, people who don't like Donald Trump, my readers are split. I have readers who love Donald Trump and readers who don't like him. And, and like you, I, I take some professional pride in being able to have an audience that's more diverse than what a lot of media has. But when I write about Donald Trump and I don't emphasize negative things about him uh, uh, to the exclusion of anything else, some of my readers get upset. So there's lots of things to say about Donald Trump that are being said other places. I didn't want to... Um, I didn't want to not acknowledge those things, but there were some things I wanted to say that I didn't see being said anywhere else. And I wanted to have those not be um, I didn't want there to be a distraction and want people to be able to focus on those things uh, without saying, hey, you didn't write about the other stuff. So I don't care what you have to say, quote. But as someone who has made the case publicly since 2011, that Donald Trump should be taken seriously as a presidential candidate, I am here to say this. And you begin with the observation that he got 11 million more votes in 2020 than he did in 2016. Obviously, you're seeking to respond to those who are looking at the events of the last couple of days, weeks, uh, even two years, who are of a mindset, well, he could never win again. I just am so troubled by two things that are related uh, and I have been for a very long time. And, and I was mocked in 2011 when I talked about Donald Trump as a potential president. I think my reporting at the time and my point of view at the time gives me at least a little bit of standing to try to be a voice to say some things about Donald Trump that I don't see being said in very many places. The two related things are he can become president again and people shouldn't think he can't. And there's data to support that point of view. And second, it's important for the country, not just as an intellectual matter, but if we're ever going to have the kind of unity we need to meet the real challenges we face, it's important to understand why it is that after four years as president and two years as an, almost two years as an ex-president, Donald Trump can still win. We have to not uh, dismiss the answer to the question of why is it that he can still win? And of course, to be willing to address the second question, you have to accept the premise of the first answer, which is, believe me. He can win again. 
And you say he can win again for, among other reasons, look at the head-to-head between he and Joe Biden, look at his favorable, unfavorable as compared to Joe Biden. Expand on that and tell me what else you would you would put in the short explanation of why he can win. Well, to the second point, I think he's far and away the front runner for the Republican nomination against, again, some analysts, mostly who are, I think, um, somewhat hampered by their hatred for Trump, say he can't possibly be the nominee. He can't possibly win re-election election again. I just don't agree with that looking at the data and talking to people around the country. I think, I think that, again, the New York Times poll last month, national poll, showed that Trump was more popular than Joe Biden. Not by a lot, but more popular than Joe Biden. Joe Biden's own pollster and the president himself say only Biden can beat Trump. Well, I'm not sure Biden can beat Trump. And I and I I should have said this early on. I'm not rooting for Trump. I'm not defending Trump. Just telling you what I see electorally in terms of the mood of the country and Trump's strengths and weaknesses. If Biden's the only one who can beat Trump, well, Biden may not be the Democratic nominee. And I don't believe it's obvious that Biden can beat Trump. And the New York Times data makes that clear. Trump's ahead of him within the margin of error in the head to head. And his favorable, unfavorable is better than Biden's job approval. And that's after Biden, Trump's four-year presidency. That's after January 6th. It's after Mar-a-Lago. All, all of these things may someday keep Donald Trump from being the Republican nominee and winning a general election. But I'll say again, those going around saying it can't possibly happen are ignoring all the things they should have learned in 2015 and 2016 when Trump was elected. And in 2020, when he, after presiding over a horrible COVID response and did everything else he did as president, was almost reelected, got very close to being reelected. So I find the coverage last night where most networks didn't even show his full speech or MSNBC didn't show any of his speech. And I find the leads of all these stories and, and really the totality of all the stories which don't really acknowledge the appeal he still has for tens of millions of Americans, but instead focus on things that should not be glossed over in the least, not be glossed over in the least of all the things he's done to divide this country, of all the things he said that are false. Those things shouldn't be glossed over in the least, but neither should the fact that tens of millions of Americans still support him. And I believe that he's got a better chance of being the Republican nominee than anybody else. I think he has a better chance of being the Republican nominee, maybe even than Joe Biden does of being the Democratic nominee, maybe. But if Trump makes it to the finals, as he did in 2016, then I don't see, given the current data, why people will say, well, he can't possibly ever win another general election against any Democrat. I just don't think that's supported by the facts. And again, I don't see that in explicitly or even implicitly reflected in very much of the coverage of his announcement from last night. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step. And the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the super light tree runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? 
Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. Speaking of the coverage from last night, what do you make of the the split between the New York Post and Wall Street Journal versus Fox News, at least in prime time, including when the speech was delivered? Well, look, there are some Fox personalities who still have loyalty to Donald Trump, but Fox cut away from the speech. I don't think when Ron DeSantis announces if he does, or even when Mike Pence announces if he does, I think the networks will probably, as they have historically, take those speeches in full. Now, Trump chose to do it during primetime. Most people don't announce for president in primetime. I can't remember anybody doing it in primetime. And so that presents a different kind of programming challenge. But I thought, I mean, Fox cut away from Donald Trump's announcement speech to go to two pro-Trump commentators talking about what a great speech it was, which I find completely bizarre. But, um, but, but the, 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 the hallmark of these Murdoch enterprises is mostly you row in the same direction, but there's two, there's two uh, kind of caveats to that. One is the major talent on Fox can do what it wants, just as the columnist for the Wall Street Journal, I believe, probably can write what they want. So Sean still likes Trump and is going to continue to, to, to tout him at times. And second is Rupert Murdoch loves to hedge his bets. And so while there has been a lot of negative coverage of Donald Trump and the Murdoch properties, much remarked upon since Election Day, you also saw several glowing stories about Tiffany Trump's wedding exclusive in the New York Post. And so I don't think Rupert will ever put all of his chips anywhere because he knows it's sensible to have a few chips in a few other places. And Rupert knows more about American politics than I do, and he knows that Trump could win. Yeah, I was I was sitting there with a clicker last night. I said at the outset of the program today, it was about 40 minutes in that Fox dipped out of the speech and went to the panel that you described. And then they got, they did go back for the remainder of the speech. On mm-hmm. CNN, it was about 25 minutes, and then they dipped out, went to a panel that, that pretty much hammered Trump. 
And then when I was at MSNBC, pretty much, and, yeah. <laughs> and I, I can't, I can't claim to have seen everything because you know I'm watching one TV and I'm just clicking back and forth. But on MSNBC, it was I thought very unusual because they were talking when I watched Alex. Wagner was talking about Trump's announcement, including with guests, Peter Baker from The New York Times, but not showing it. Well, if you're going to talk about it, why why not at least show it? I I just found it very curious choice. Michael, what an amateur you are. You can only watch one channel at a time. I got to come over and do some retrofitting in your living room because. (laughs) Well, but Mark, my my Betamax Betamax doesn't let me do it. I had three. I had three screens up at once and I was and I was toggling around. Um, Look. You can think the worst you can think about Donald Trump. You can you can be Elizabeth Warren running a network. He was president of the United States. He's beating Joe Biden head to head. He's announcing he's the Republican nominee. You have 24 hours of of time. How could you possibly not show the speech in full and then bring on all the commentators you want? I just I don't understand that as a matter of news judgment. And I think it's mostly virtue signaling in the case of, of, of the liberal networks and Fox is I guess about ratings and and Rupert, but I don't I don't get not giving Donald Trump an hour and fifteen minutes. And again, I'll say that's not to 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 diminish all of the horrible things he's done, the lies he tells, the facts that he was going to probably lie, although he didn't lie as much as usual in his speech last night. I agree with most of what you've just said. I I don't know that I would have taken all of it without interruption, but of course you have to cover it, and you've got to take a large part of it live. For the reasons that you identified. Okay, Wait, let me ask. I have to, I, no, no, no. I have to push back. On the Smirconish yeah. Network, would you yeah. not cover the the uh, announcement speeches of every major presidential candidate? Of course. Lie? Absolutely. Of course yeah. you would. Well, but yes. you just said you might take only part of it. Well, no, no, no. Here's why. I thought, and I, I said this earlier in the program, and I, I actually tweeted it last night. I thought that he spoke too long. I, I thought that yeah. that which he accomplished in an hour plus, he could have done more effectively in 20 minutes. At some point. I agree. At some point, it's not C-SPAN, you know? Um, I I agree. Mark, how about the substance, the delivery, the the whole feel and vibe of what he was doing last night? Well, you'll recall that in Wide World of News yesterday, I said there was some prospect that Trump would not talk about 2020 and deny that he lost the election, but rather do what his advisors and other Republicans have long urged him to do. Talk about what he thinks he accomplished. Talk about what he would do differently than Joe Biden. Critique the Biden record. And that's pretty much what he did. There were some asides and, you know, self-pitying about the raid on Mar-a-Lago and the investigations. But he did exactly what um, Republicans have wanted him to do. And he was subdued, but he planned it not as a rally. I mean, I don't know that you're going to give a stemwinder of a speech standing in a ballroom at Mar-a-Lago. Um, and, but obviously, you know, the people who don't like Trump want to say it was low energy and it was bad. It wasn't a great event. But I don't think in terms of you know, these things, I analyze all these things pretty much through the prism of does it help hurt or have no impact on Trump's chances? I think it helped his chances because it showed him that he and, and his people and, and a wider group that he can talk about things that are to his political advantage and not talk about things that that many believe correctly, I think, that are not helpful for him or for the country. And the fact that it was low energy, I just don't see. I mean, again, it gives it gives people who don't like him something to talk about. But it wasn't his best speech. But I don't think it matters. And again, if Trump, as Lindsey Graham said, and I agree with this. If that's what Donald Trump goes or to Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina, if that's what he goes around talking about, those three things: his record, Biden's record, and what he would do differently. 
I think his chances of winning go up from where they put them already, which, as you can tell, is relatively high. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Albert's, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. Thanksgiving is next week. Then come the Christmas holidays. Does, does anything else of consequence happen from a presidential campaign standpoint between now and the end of the year? Or, or is this now it until 2023? Well, you and I will continue to talk about it, and I consider that significant. But beyond that, I would say there are three things. First of all, I'll be curious to see what Trump does now. You know, does he go to Iowa and New Hampshire? He could. Um, you know, does he continue to attack potential rivals? We'll see what Trump does the rest of the year. So I'm interested in that. Second, I'm interested to see if anybody else announces. Historically, most people don't. They wait until the year after the midterms. But I'll be curious to see if anybody on the Republican side gets in. And then we've already seen in the last day a pretty, um, a, 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 to me, somewhat surprising aggressiveness on the part of Team Biden. They put out a couple of videos yesterday going after Trump. They put up a new website. Joe Biden is going to spend the Thanksgiving holiday as he has almost every year for decades in, on the island of Nantucket, where in theory he and his family will talk about this. And I think, I think every indication is he plans to run. But I think by the end of the year, even if he doesn't formally announce, I think if he intends to run, I think that will become a little bit more concrete. And that will mean, I believe, that he'll run unopposed effectively for the nomination. And that's a pretty major development, uh, given he's turning 80 this weekend and, and some people still doubt that he will run or should run. Among the many unknowns, whether the, the ego on the Republican side of the aisle, plenty on both sides of the aisle, but among the would-be candidates, can they get in a room literally or figuratively and, and figure out how to identify someone who could go toe to toe with Trump so as to avoid, uh, you know, the clown car where everybody's on that stage with him and he walks off with 30 plus percent of the vote. Right. Right. 
Don't know the answer to that. I, it, historically, there's really not a great precedent for it, but these are this is an unprecedented situation. I floated a scenario that I'd heard uh, from others. Um, what if the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, and the governor of Virginia, Glenn Youngkin, announced in the spring that they were running as a ticket? Um, that would consolidate the establishment against Trump. And even if it didn't clear the field, I think they would they would do quite well and, and could beat him in effectively two on one, but with a ticket as opposed to two uh, presidential candidates. Uh, you know, people talk about this being a large field and, and clearly a larger field is to Trump's benefit. Um, I, I don't know that the field will be that large. Tom Cotton, who I thought would maybe run, is taking a pass. I could easily see people like Mike Pompeo taking a pass, uh, Asa Hutchinson taking a pass. Um, you know, I think Pence looks like he's going to run, former Vice President Pence. Um, I think Ted Cruz will take a pass. I think Nikki Haley will take a pass. And she said she would if Trump ran. So really, I don't know hmm. how many people we're actually waiting on here. People hmm. talk about a big deal. Chris yeah. Christie mm-hmm. could run, could run. But 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 right now, really, because I don't think DeSantis is going to run and I'm not sure about Youngkin. Right now, it seems like it's one on one Pence versus Trump to me. Other people, I'm sure, will get in. But you don't I don't think I don't. Wait, I don't, I don't want that to, to, to slip by. You yeah. don't think DeSantis runs. I, I, I until he runs, I'm very skeptical that he's going to make this plunge. I'm very skeptical. And that's that's some reporting and some instinct and some. How about Youngkin? Uh, you know. I think if if DeSantis passes, Youngkin will be under great pressure to run. But again, Neither of these guys is like, you know, uh, long term burning desire to be president. These are not Bill Clinton. These are not, you know, John Edwards. These are two guys who have found themselves now in a position to do it. Mm-hmm. I, I suspect that one of them will run and, and, and be the establishment choice, but I'm not sure at all. And like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if this field ended up being five candidates or fewer. And that may be too few if one of them emerges as strong to stop Trump. Uh, but I just I just I just think there's kind of this conventional wisdom that there's you know going to be 12 candidates and it'll be like last time and Trump can win with 32 percent of the vote. I don't see 12 people running. Yeah, right you now. make no, you, you make know? a great observation. You make a real like, who are they if there are if there are yeah. 10 on the stage? Who yeah. are they? You know, you know, if you, if you say, well, Governor Hutchinson's going to run governor, um, the governor of Texas, um, whose name I'm currently Abbott. blanking on, Abbott, Abbott yeah. is going to run. I mean, these guys are all talking about it. Christie talks about it. But here's here's the dirty little secret of this thing. There's only two Republicans who can run and not need to raise like tens of millions of dollars to keep their operation afloat. Ironically, they're the two guys who will have the easiest time raising money, Trump and DeSantis. Why right. don't they need to? Because they can get earned media anytime they mm-hmm. want. And in mm-hmm. presidential politics, that matters a lot more. The, the the reality for these other folks is I don't know that they can raise enough money to run. I think that 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 none of them are great Internet fundraisers. I don't think not, I don't think any of them will become like the consensus bundler choice to raise a lot of money. So that's another reason why I think the field may end up being significantly smaller than the kind of conventional wisdom is that we're going to have seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven people. Remember, when Trump was able to win, there were four or five, depending on how you count it, establishment candidates in the race who divided the establishment vote. And then there was, you know, Ted Cruz and 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 um, uh, uh, who else am I forgetting? Uh, Rand Paul and Ben Carson, Carly Fiorina. I mean, 
There were a lot Chris of candidates Christie, last time. Rick Santorum. I, listen, I, well, Rand Paul. Yeah. I, I remember, you're right, they're not the, I know, they're not what you were thinking of in terms of the, the conventional uh, establishment candidates, but I remember being at the Reagan Library when there was a JV game and then there was a varsity scrimmage. Right. right? There were right. so damn many. It took right. two stages. There were so many. There were so many. And I just, I just, like I said, it's possible that the floodgates will open and Pompeo yeah. will run and Abbott will run and, mm-hmm. and Hutchinson will run and Christie will run and Pence will run and, and Yunkin and DeSantis will run. It's possible they could all end up running. But I'm skeptical. I'm mm-hmm. skeptical that, 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 that people are going to do that in part because Trump is, is a bear and he will come after you and rip your face off. And if you think DeSantis is going to run or if he gets in earlier than people imagine, you know, getting over those two guys to get the nomination. Now, sometimes people run on a, a you know, hope and a prayer and to kind of get their name out there and maybe to be on the ticket or in the cabinet, I suppose. But running against Trump and we'll see what kind of elbows DeSantis has. But running against those two guys doesn't seem very attractive to me. The final thought, because I, I love this conversation. If I'm DeSantis, like, I, OK, I was just elected. It's a good gig. I've got four years. I've stockpiled a lot of money. I must be sitting there saying, my star is hot now. Who knows what the future brings? I better get in. Then again, wait a minute. If I get in, yeah. this this is the pit I'm getting into. And with that opponent. Right. So there's there's it, I do not know Mrs. DeSantis. She's not my source. So I'm relying on what other people have said. But but there is there are two examples that are often cited in DeSantis world. One is Barack Obama, who on paper had no business running in 2008. He'd been in the Senate for a cup of coffee and and uh, 20 minutes and, and mm-hmm. up against Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. and the other. And he ran and Of course, he sees his moment at one. And, and, and the people around him. David Axrod and others said, like, when you have your moment, you got to take it. And then mm-hmm. there's the Chris Christie example, who didn't seize his moment and and, you know, many people believe lost the opportunity. So if you go by that, he should run because it's clearly his moment. And and it, unlikely this will ever he'll ever be as hot as he is now. And that, and he's kept it up now for a couple of years so back when I was doing my weekly focus groups. I mean, it's it was almost comical how, uh, you know, during the pandemic, he was the guy, the it guy, it candidate in the Republican Party. But. He's relatively young, very young, younger than Obama uh, when Barack Obama ran. He's got young kids. And I don't think he is I don't think he is an obvious uh, uh, athlete at the presidential level because of his personal quirks. I'll, I'll phrase it that way. So there's two ways to argue it. But but it's also the case that he'd be going up against Trump. And, and, and that is for a father of young kids like that is a lot to take on. For all it all fits like everything you've just presented fits with the premise that you cannot scoff at the idea that he could win again. You just can't for all of these reasons. Mark, <laughs> it's I just, better. It's, I'm not, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I got I got to run. To <laughs> Final <laughs> thought that you wanted to say. Uh, just just I'd urge people to read what I wrote and please don't take what I wrote or what I said here. I'm not endorsing Trump. I'm not favoring Trump. I'm not predicting Trump will gonna, is going to win. I'm saying he's got tens of millions of supporters and and you've got to make him one of the three most likely people to be the next president and maybe higher than that. And and we have to understand why that is as a country to solve our problems. Next, next week, you'll tell us who the other two are. Thank you, Mark. That was excellent. I, I will. Good to Mark Halpern, ladies and gentlemen, the wide world of news. I am a paid subscriber because I want that insight every single day. 
The Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And, because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot code SUPER24. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.